Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. Okay, our college basketball preview tour across the state continues, and today we're, we're stopping and talking with, with Yale coach James Jones. So, Coach, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Jared. Good to be on with you again. So, Coach, it, it, it's crazy to me as I was you know doing a little research in my homework here heading into this uh, episode. Crazy to think that you've been at Yale now heading into your 25th year. Um, 7 and 20 the first year at Yale t- to now being a perennial contender for the league. You're picked first this year. What have these past 25 years been like for you? Well, it's kind of hard at all in one sentence in 20 years, right? There's been so much going on that, you know, you know, I, I look at, you know, when I recruit kids, I talk about the process in which um, we started with. I mean, we started with a team that was the worst in Division One. I. I mean, there were 316, in the, 316 teams in Division One, and yeah, it was ranked 314. Uh, so there were only two teams that were considered worse than us at that time. And, you know, like last year, we, you know, we were like, I don't know, 63 or four, something like that in Kempom. So we've come a long way. It's been a, a great journey. And I finally feel like we've built something pretty special now. As you you look into heading into this season, tell me the expectations you have for your team heading into this season. Because I know from the outside that they're they're pretty high when you look at where you guys are in Ken Palm. Look at uh, you know where you're picked in the preseason poll for the Ivy League. So so what are your expectations for this team at this point heading into the season? Well, my expectation is that we're going to be better than we were last year. You know, we were twenty one and nine, and we won a conference championship, and we lost in the finals for opportunity to go to the NCAA tournament. So we want to be better than that. I think that we certainly feel like we have a group of young men that can certainly fight for more, and we're going to do all we can to try to get there. Talking about last year and the you know the success you had, um, but ultimately coming up short there in the, in the Ivy League Conference uh, tournament there in the championship game, do you use that at all as, as motivation heading into this season? Nah, if you're worth your soul, you don't need anybody to remind you of that. You have it. I certainly don't need anybody reminding me of it. So, uh, you know, our guys are, are pretty good and they're com- competitive. And this group I have right now, the amount of work that they put in outside of practice is nothing short of amazing. And, and you know, they're all hungry and they, they all want more. And, you know, hopefully we'll get to the point where, you know, we'll be the last one standing. I think one thing that's interesting about your team, and I know a number of teams did it this this off season, was, was to take a summer international trip. Take me through that trip to Greece that you and your team went on this summer, and, and what you got out of that. Well, um, we're fortunate enough to have an endowed account that um, generates enough money over four years to send the men's and the women's uh, basketball programs overseas. Um, every four years. So I've taken teams to uh, last summer to Greece. I've gone to Italy. I've gone to Australia. I've gone to China. And I've also taken a team to Spain. So there are these unbelievable um, experiences. And we got everything out of it that I could possibly want. Um, you know, I, I don't need to travel m- many places uh, in my life. I've been around a lot. Um, but I, I enjoyed seeing the world through the eyes of my, my players. And that was great. They got a chance to bond and to go out and have a good time and experience some different cultures. So it was just this wonderful experience that, you know, they'll have for a lifetime. When I was a player, I went to France and there are stories um, that I won't share on this podcast <laughs> that, you know, I really enjoyed when I was a player 
And, uh, you know, we didn't have cell phone cameras back then. So I know my guys have gotten a lot of great photos and a lot of fun things that they did when they were over there. I I know the bonding in getting the team together and getting to experience something new like that is a big part of the trip. But from a basketball perspective, how beneficial is it to, you know, get some extra practice time and to get those games in in the uh, summertime to kind of set the tone for the rest of the season? Well, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I'm, I don't, the whole basketball part, well, that's the sidebar of all this. Um, the basketball part comes in with the camaraderie that, that comes along with being in a foreign country and not speaking the language and having to rely on each other and, and, and being uh, in a situation where you're kind of forced to interact with um, teammates that you don't normally interact with. I mean, that, that's what's really great about it. The basketball is a sidebar. You know, that's fun. The practices are good. We're only allowed five in the Ivy League, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, wish we, I wish we had the 10 like everybody else does, but we had five in terms of prepping and getting ourselves ready. But, um, you know, the teams we played were okay. It was, it was more so for me the bonding of my team, which made it special. Absolutely. As you, as you head into this season, I know, as always, you always put together a phenomenal non-conference schedule um, with some really challenging opponents. Uh, I know you've got Gonzaga early on in the season. Um, you've got some uh, other, you know, year in, year out, great mid-major teams in Vermont, Rhode Island. You're going to Kansas. Um, take me through your non-conference schedule a little bit and, and kind of the goals you have as you go through that chunk of the season. Well, the, the biggest problem with the non-conference schedule is that it's really hard to get local games like uh we've had one game in the state of connecticut since 2015 when we were fortunate enough to beat connecticut and there's no one else will really play us and again like we're really good and you know teams feel like you know that they're not at a great advantage to play us anymore in our state where we're so that's a disadvantage so we need to go out and, and play teams like gonzaga and kansas um, number one, we want to play teams that are going to challenge us. We want to play teams that are going to uh, show us some warts about who we are and what we do. And um, that's been really good for me. So when we go to we, – we, we played Kentucky last year. We played Butler last year. We played at Colorado last year. And they were all competitive games. I mean, we lost to uh, Colorado by, I think, three or four points. We lost to uh, Butler by 10. And we lost to uh, Ken, uh, Kentucky by 10 without our best player. So – you know, it gives you a way of, 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 of really having to play together because you know if you don't play like a team against those guys, um, they're going to embarrass you. So it gives us a lot of uh, reason to, um, you know, come together as a team and to try to play well together. Looking at your team this year, you know, you, you've got some returners coming back, but take us through the roster a little bit uh, and, you know, who, who you're most excited to see out there this year for your team. Well, we got more than some returners coming back. I mean, we have four starters that average double figures. So um, you got Desmond Bang at the point, who was uh, the defensive player of the year in the league as a sophomore, which is a tremendous honor for him. Uh, August Mahoney was our two guard who led the league in three point shooting percentage. John Pulakitis is probably our most dangerous offensive player in a lot of ways. Um, Matt Noling, who was our MVP from last year um, and our leading scorer, um, he played through a bunch of injuries and, and, and still was able to be really successful for us. And then there was, um, uh, so th- those four guys, are, they all average double figures and they're returning. And then you have, you know, Danny Wolf, who was a, soft, a freshman last year, who now is a sophomore, and who has, you know, really played well at the end of the year. And it was really good for us. And uh, we have a group of freshmen and other returners, Yassine Grom, 
who was a, a point guard for us, and uh, it was really good. So that we we just feel like we have a really good balanced group and a lot of um, a lot of talent, and um, we feel like we just need to mesh and um, you know play together, and, and and we'll be in great shape. I'm going to take a quick break from the interview to tell you about my friends at Martin Rosol's Meats. This fourth-generation Connecticut family business produces kielbasa, hot dogs, sausages, and deli meats using Martin Rosol's very own original recipes. Their products can be found in grocery stores, delis, restaurants, and hot dog stands throughout the state. And if you're looking for your fill right away, check out their retail store in New Britain. For more information, visit martinrosolsinc.com and go support a Yukon fan-owned business. And now, back to the interview. I'll wrap with this one here. I, I know we don't want to look too far ahead, but, you know, coming out of Ivy uh, Media Days in, in the preseason poll coming out, it seems like uh, last year especially the, the, the league seemed, you know, as competitive as, as it's been and, and expecting the same this year. How are you feeling about the conference heading into this season? Well, I, I feel confident knowing that we have four guys who won a championship last year that are back in the starting lineup. I mean, that that's a great feeling to have. And, you know, again, like we have a lot of guys. I have – this is probably – um, the best team I've ever had depth wise from top to bottom, um, talent wise from top to bottom. We just, we don't have anybody that I wouldn't feel good about putting her to a game and, and give us a chance to win. So we have a lot of depth and, uh, you know, the great people, the coach and great guys to be around. So really looking forward to the league and, and playing. I know it's going to be really competitive. It's going to be hard. You know, there are a lot of talented teams and a lot of talented players and, it's going to be hard, but I feel like we're in a good place. Great. Well, well, Coach, I really appreciate you taking some time here in the preseason. I know it's a really busy time of year for you, so thanks so much for coming on, and best of luck to you and your team out there this year. Looking forward to seeing what you guys can do. Appreciate you, Jared, anytime. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod the host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.